Welcome to The Anchor. Please join us for the next 15 minutes as people from our region share their stories of hope and overcoming life's difficulties. Good morning and welcome to The Anchor. I'm Deb Hickey and I'm one of your co-hosts. Today I have the joy of bringing you a lady named Pastor Christina Lamb Minear. She's involved with apostolic work in Indianapolis and across the country for over 30 years in many arenas of life, sometimes building churches, sometimes teaching, prophesying, counseling, all types of addictions. She's in the prison ministries, for both for men and women. She's been assigned and done work with 43 different cultures. This is amazing woman of God, and she's also a co-host at times um, on a faith for faith-based issues with her husband, J.D. Manier, on the conservative commando radio show, which is WNJC AM 1360 AM radio. And that is the flagship for Conservative Commando Radio Show. But today, today, I'm having Christina talk to us because she's the first person I know who has was there and lived through the attack of 9-11. Christina, welcome to The Anchor. Oh, it is such a blessing and an honor to be there and to be able to share with the listening audience not just the experience of 9-11, but a lot, but a lot of times people go, well, what happens after 9/11? The aftermath, because so many times people say, you know, we we can't forget 9/11, which is true, and we all know everything that happened, and some of us do, and some of us don't, and I can share with you many things on that. But it's so important for us to recognize, what do we do after this has happened? And that's where I believe that every single um, family in America, across the world and the nation, needs to come into that word prayer. I believe prayer is the most powerful thing that can take place. And that's why I'm here today, because being a praying woman, and I think anytime um, a man or a woman has to live and walk on this planet Earth, even as a, as a believer, we have to learn about the lifestyle of prayer. It is crucial. It's not just something going to church and that because there were many people that did go to church that even that day were in involved in 9-11 and they didn't make it out. And it has to do with that personal, deep, intimate relationship with Jesus Christ and allowing the Holy Spirit to lead and guide us into all truth. And the truth is that God says in his word, I will never leave you nor forsake you. That means that then we're able to see him, hear him, understand him, which is another, to me, another definition of prayer, of communication with the Lord. And that day, that morning, I was to be literally 10 minutes before the plane came in, the first plane came in and crashed into the first building. I was to be meeting with uh, two other pastors that were uh, traveling already on the train, going through down in the under part of the underbelly, I call it, of New York, getting ready to join with me. I had my two girls with me because I homeschooled them. I was a single mom at the time. And uh, 10 minutes before that morning, we were to meet in the very lobby of that World Trade Center. And because of prayer, 
and because of not just doing a religious rope prayer, because any of us and all you listeners out there, you know that you can just pull up a hymn book anytime in any denomination. You can you can memorize scriptures and how to pray and what to do, but it's, you've got to have that relationship in the heart. And I was, thank God, by the grace of God, I was able to hear and listen and respond to not just the heart of God, but to the heartbeat of where he was coming from for me that morning. And he wanted me and my girls to be safe and for me to be spared. And because I was able to hear and understand that, I, I started feeling very uncomfortable, like I shared before, a little bit earlier. And I thought, what on earth is going on? I'm supposed to meet with these pastors. And ironically, and do we call it irony, that I was to be meeting with them because we were going to be doing outreach in that very street on that very neighborhood that we wanted to initiate and be involved with in the weeks ahead. And boy, did I get another name of outreach on that. God first had to outreach me that morning and reach beyond my human mind and reach beyond where, where I thought my plan was. And there was another plan. And thank God I listened and I heard and I responded. And um, I said, girls, you know, we're going to have to cancel this appointment and I'm going to make people mad. You know how it is when you go ahead and you set an appointment with somebody and you said, I'm going to follow through by God. We're going to come together and do this. And, and of course, many times in the religious arena, if you go ahead and you say, oh, I'm going to cancel something, you're considered um, not a reliable preacher. Here you go. And here I am doing the very thing. And here I am telling my girls, we got to follow through on the word of God. We got to be obedient. And here I am doing this. But they, they've learned to recognize and understand that back in th- those days when they were younger, when mom gets something in her gut to listen and to pay attention. And I bet a lot of you people out there have that even going on where you don't even realize, why did I walk into that building? Why did I take 10 minutes to not go into that part of of that area of the neighborhood? Why did I not go ahead and, and wow, I had, a, I had a flat tire in my car and I was on my way to appointment and I was late and you just missed and you just avoided an accident. Well, it's one of those things. But that's what God does with us, Deb. He, he gives us that ability and he, and he makes himself free and he makes himself so real. And if we could just grab a handle on it, how real our God is, you know, Jesus, the reality, he didn't just die on the cross and, you know, and yes, the cross is empty and yes, the tomb is empty, but how does that affect us? How does that affect our lifestyle? You know, and, and, and again, I go back consistently to the word because we're supposed to, and it's supposed to be a living, walking, moving, breathing thing because he is the word, is that Jesus prayed for us to the Father before he went and before he went and had to be nailed on the cross. And he wanted us to be partakers of his presence and partakers of a relationship with him because that's the kind of God. I call him Papa Daddy God. And I don't care how old or how young anybody is, he is always our Papa. Because we are the king's kids. 
and that is what is so important in this and it's not a it's not a coincidence we're coming in again in a few weeks to 9-11 coming up and it's not a coincidence again we are concerned about national security we're talking about personal security we're talking about personal safety you know and what i had shared before is psalm 91 is what we pray psalm 91 never 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 goes out of style it's not a trendy prayer is not trendy prayer is is as important as breathing and living and moving because god sent us here on earth to do something each one of us has something and then all your listeners out there they go i don't know if i'm in a church right now i don't know if i want to have that kind of relationship with god but they're missing so much we don't have to miss anything God says that he, he died so we would have life even more abundantly in every area of our life, you know, and that doesn't just mean going ahead and, and getting a car and, and praying in to get a better job and a raise, and those are all things that we need, but there's things that he has for all of us that we need to partake of, and he says, I've opened up a door that no man can shut. All you do is use walk in it, and so that day, thank God, because I heard God, I didn't walk in the door that god was shutting for me to spare the life of my girls because our friends and people in the ministry and in their churches they did some of them did not make it that day you know and then the fear-monging factor that happened not initially after it happened but then everything that went on in the days ahead that i was in living in moving in breathing in you you, you the lord by his grace gave us to literally walk into another realm that day he had to i mean otherwise we would have been succumbed with fear and terror and and even and by the smoke and and not being able to breathe and all the things but god knows just what we need god knows just what what is the best for for all of us and he just asked will you will you just walk in what i want to show you will you uh, that's how much he loves us you know, it's a love walk. Prayer is a love walk. Living with God, serving God, moving with him in, in, in areas, you know, right here if you have to go in a building or if you're not supposed to go in a building or you have something going on or the situations we're dealing with with terrorism, that is a reality. And no, I'm not being a fear monger and I'm not a doomsday prophet, but we've got to be aware and wake up and see the word of god says we are to be sober we are to be watchful we are to be alert at all times you know to me that is sound practical advice of how to do to live and to teach our children that and to teach the generations and young people with that even because they're so busy at times on twitter and tweet and tumblr and every other kind of technology they need to begin to hear and listen to God in this and even more those than what some of them are doing nowadays because God is is an eternal God and he gives us a relationship with Jesus and we need to begin to learn and recognize that and so many people Deb are living in fear and I know some of you out there the news that we hear every day it's getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and that means that we're not going to just look up and say, okay, Jesus, be me up, Scotty. Here I am. It's like God says, what, what am I asking? What are you requiring to do? Because we're alive for such a time as this. We're moving. We're breathing as believers. And, and what do we do, do? We are to pray. We are to pray. We are to be the example that God gave us. That's why he died on the cross. That's why 
he rose from the dead so that we don't have to be overcome by the dead works of man or even being too busy. New York is known to be a very busy place. And my goodness, and if we're too busy, what, we're too busy that we can't pray? I believe a a parallel, isn't that what happened with the apostles and disciples in the Garden of Gethsemane? Jesus was looking for them for just one hour to pray, and they were sleeping. Trust me, I really believe God is waking up the sleeping giant in all of us, and even in the church of what we know of the four walls of the churches and the buildings. And for people to begin to realize if I was in a church building that day, it wouldn't have things wouldn't have gone on in my life. We're to be the living church. We are the ecclesia. We are a body of believers. We are a body of people. Jesus is the head, regardless of what goes on in government, what goes on in situations. And we are we are to come into that. We are to awaken and realize that. And as we come around, even to the season of September again, we are not to be fearful. We are not to say, "Uh uh-oh, what's going to happen this year? Because look what happened last year. Look what's going on. We are to say, praise God. Look what God is going to do in this circumstance. Look what God is doing. And I I don't think it's a coincidence. And I was thinking about it the other day. Look what happened in New York. And politically, spiritually, look who's been raised up to be one of the candidates coming out of New York. How about that one? I think that is something that is definitely that we need to look upon and pray upon and and not to look how we naturally see everybody. I think that's huge, and that's what prayer does. When we pray in the Spirit and pray in the power and the unction of the Holy Ghost, which listeners you can ask for, and you don't have to be in a church to get it. I got the release and the power of the Holy Spirit when I was in my bathroom years ago, and I did not come out of church. I was not a church person. But God met me where I was at because of prayer. Awesome. That's all the only word I can come up with right this very minute. But and the, the power of the Holy Spirit, if you can't hear that as, as Christine is talking right now, then you need to ask the Lord to open your ears. As we finish up today's show, Christina, um, I would like for you to pray for the listeners, please, because we are living in a time right now where hearing the Lord, just like you did on 9-11, meant life or death. And if you think, ladies and gentlemen, that that can't happen again, then you're not listening to the news where every day there's shootings, there's people being killed, there's car accidents and everything. We need, as Christina spoke so eloquently and correctly, we need this relationship with Jesus Christ, with the Holy Spirit, with the Heavenly Father, Papa God, that we know that we know that we know we have a provider, that we have a God who's a good God that wants us to live and not die at such a time as this. If you would like to know more about resources mentioned in this interview, possible ministry opportunities, or to tell your own story on The Anchor, email us at anchoredintherock at gmail.com. Thanks for listening.